Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Defense Wins Championships. Here with Danny, we're going to be talking some dynasty defensive backs rankings. Just drop that intro. Defense on me! I don't want them to gain another yard. You blitz all night! If they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm going to take every last one of you out. You make sure they remember forever the night they played the Titans. All right, so last week we talked about linebackers. Going to switch it up, go to defensive backs this time. For sure. Talking top 10. So let's just get into it. Number 10 on the list, I got Jordan Poyer. 29 years old, so definitely the oldest guy on the list. I just don't know how we have a top 10 list without him. He's been nothing but consistent ever since he's got to Buffalo. Yeah, for sure. I, I believe uh, when he first got drafted, I, want, I can't remember. I want to say it was Oregon State uh, he came from, but basically uh, he has a hot wife, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's how I remember him. I forget what his wife's name, but uh, – Either way, he's a, he's a fine he's a fine baller, so uh, you know they, they go together, right? Yep. So over a hundred combined tackles the last three seasons. You know, nothing but consistency ever since he got to the Bills. He's he's just been kicking ass. So I mean, he's got more than a few years left in him. For sure, for sure. I mean, he's just a consistent player. Again, as you mentioned, since he got to Buffalo, I believe uh, I want to say he got drafted by the Eagles or the here. Yeah, Oregon State. Yeah, he fell to the seventh round. He got drafted by the Eagles. I do remember that. So, yeah, 2013, seventh round pick by the Eagles. The fact that he's a stud safety, again, as you mentioned, top 10 safety, safety in your uh, dynasty rankings. Actually, defensive back, but I'm assuming there's no corners on here. So No, uh, all safeties. Makes sense, for sure. I mean, uh, heck, if you have that DB slot, as Alex has mentioned multiple times, why would you take a corner? Like, the volatility that comes with interceptions at the cornerback position, whereas – the safety position, you have the chance for interceptions, but you're also more involved in the run game, getting tackles, potentially getting sacks. If we're talking about a guy who I know you're going to bring up later on the list, uh, who gets a decent amount of sacks for safety. But yeah, uh, I'm kind of just rambling right now talking about uh, Jordan Poyer, but uh, definitely a versatile piece on the back end, 29, as you mentioned. But again, pro- a productive player. That's what we look for, right, Alex? Yep, yep. Solid tackler. I mean, he's got that tackling fuel. Tackling fuel. And that's really all you need out there. There's no corner that's going to get you, you know, over 100 combined tackles in a season. So, you know, if a safety's getting that for you, it's a good place to start your defense. For sure, for sure. Who do you got at nine? All right. So, Ronnie Harrison, Jaguar, 23 years old, two-year starter, 100% snap guy. So, really – you know, if you're getting 100% of the snaps or around 95% plus, that just gives you an automatic boost in, in my – just in my rankings. He's 23 years old, too, and, a, you know, two-year starter. So, off to a great start in his career, even though he was injured a little bit last season. I remember him when he was coming out of Alabama. Uh, definitely had a lot of hype in the offseason. Uh, I don't know how, but I believe he fell to, the, like, the late third round when he was supposed to go in, like, the top 40 or so picks. So, uh, yeah, he's definitely uh, proven himself, as you mentioned. 
90 plus percent of the snaps, only 23 years old, 23 years old. Uh, he's definitely got a bright future ahead of him. So yeah, number nine overall, uh, defensive back in your rankings. Yep. So number eight, we're going another, another old guy, I guess on this list, but Tyron Matthew, honey badger can't go wrong there. I mean, we saw what that guy was able to do in the Super Bowl. I mean, he's just – he's literally everywhere, like everywhere. Like, he's hes coming off the edge. He's playing single high. He's just absolutely ferocious in his run fits. I mean, he, that, that guy's – he's one of the most versatile chess pieces on the defensive end uh, in real football talk. And I'm assuming uh, from a statistical point, standpoint, you probably have uh, the data backing it. But, man, when you watch that guy play – like you, you just know that okay, he's making a huge impact on this game. Like I, I look one way, he's there tackling the running back in the backfield. I look another way, he's there making an interception fifteen yards down the field. Like he's literally, like it, it, he's a cheat code. So uh, definitely, de- definitely a big fan of Tyron Matthew. Yeah, I don't know who isn't. I mean, the closest comp that I can think of is Palomalu. I mean, just someone who literally like. He's a cheat code on Madden, just like you said. Like, he could literally do anything. You could line him up anywhere on the field, and, you know, he could be a playmaker. So, can't go wrong with him. I mean, he's 28 years old, so he's got more than a few years left. And he's happy in Kansas City. It just seemed like he wasn't too happy with, uh, with the Texans. And I don't know. He's, like, rejuvenated for sure in Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, uh, heck. Gee, heck. Got, got them to the Super Bowl, especially this year. I mean, obviously – Patrick Mahomes, that offense is ferocious. But when you watch that, uh, that Chiefs defense play, Tyron Matthew was the clear identity on that team. Uh, I, I mean, on the defense, obviously, because you're not going to compare anybody to Mahomes. We're not getting into that. But, yeah, watching, watching Tyron uh, play, he took probably a below-average group in terms of talent on the defensive end and just provided that leader, provided that absolute playmaker on the back end ultimately lifted everybody else's play so i mean in terms of fantasy you're looking at okay what does he do for you in terms of the counting statistics again as you mentioned tackling machine has good ball skills like he's everywhere on the field so yeah i really i really love tyran matthew for sure man he's the man all right well how about this next guy here so this one is probably going to be the one that gets the most question marks but jesse bates for me well jesse bates the third being 23 years old over 100 combined tackles his first two seasons and I mean, playing 99% of the snaps. So I just feel like he's probably one of the more underrated DBs and safeties just because he plays on the Bengals. But when you, play on a, when you play on a team that has a shitty offense, you're usually on defense a little bit more. So I just feel like just because of that and being a two-year starter now coming into his third year, Staying healthy, he, he's going to be really solid moving forward, and I think really good piece to build your defense around. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you don't uh, – obviously, you got those outliers. You have the guys we're going to mention later on on the list. Uh, but typically, uh, you don't see a guy like Jesse Bates. Again, he wasn't a first-round pick. I believe he wasn't a second-round pick either. I want to say he was uh, – I want to say he was a fourth-round pick, if I were to guess. Maybe a late third. But he stepped in his rookie season and was just a a difference maker as soon as he touched the field. I mean, you don't typically see that from a guy. I actually pulled it up here. He was a late second-round pick. So, uh, again, you don't usually see a guy like that who just steps in right away, right off the bat. Uh, He immediately provides playmaking on the back end. He's uh, 
again, one of those guys who can absolutely thrive in coverage. And as you mentioned, uh, he's had 100-plus tackles to pair with, uh, I believe you said, six total interceptions in the last two years. I mean, he just does it all. So uh, I definitely like that. He's young and uh, bright, bright career out of him, especially for a Bengals team that's going to be looking uh, to improve over the next few years. So I like that a lot. And I don't think out of any, everybody's rankings that I'm seeing, I don't think he's really cracked the top 10. So I might be like one of the highest people in the industry on him, but I just feel like he's so consistent and then not playing on a team that has a super solid offense just gives him the upside, you know, and someone that I want. For sure. Again, as you mentioned, that offense is very, uh, very young at this point. It's going to take some time for them to really uh, develop. I mean, we, we all believe in Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon. Uh, yeah, th- that offense has pieces. But again, as you mentioned, it's going to take time for those guys to gel. So uh, he's going to be on the field a lot. So uh, if he's on the field a lot, again, he's going to have the opportunity to rack up those tackles, 100 plus tackles first two years, and uh, ultimately add to that interception tally that he's been totaling over the last two years. So very, very, very good playmaker. All right. So number six, Jabril Peppers. Can't go wrong with him. I mean, last season he did get injured. So I think he had, I believe it was 76 tackles in 11 games last season. The season before that, he had 79 tackles in the entire season. So missed five games. I mean, had he been healthy for those five games, he definitely would have been, you know, over 100 combined tackle guy. Just a shame to see him miss five games at the end of the season when he was off to a hot start. For sure. Uh, I actually wanted to ask you, uh, what are your thoughts? Because, uh, I, again, you brought up Jabril Peppers. Uh, what are your thoughts on their additions? Again, we've talked about Blake Martinez in the past. I don't think uh, you believe that's going to be much of an issue for him in terms of overall stat line. Uh, but they also drafted uh, Xavier McKinney in the top 40 this year. So uh, how do you think that plays in terms of maybe divvying out the uh, – overall workload in terms of tackling for the team? I don't think it affects Peppers that much. I mean, I feel like there's going to be a lot of people that he affects. Probably more, I mean, it's going to be someone like Martinez who's getting affected, I think, out of all this. Like, everybody is expecting him to be a 100 solo tackle guy. I just don't, I don't see that happening. At the end of the day, Peppers is a playmaker. You mentioned 76 tackles in 11 games. A rookie's just not going to take that over. Again, Pepper's going to be the leader of that defense. It's still going to be a defense, still going to be a team that's going to be, uh, I don't want to say, say struggling. Like they're, they're in a tough division behind the uh, Cowboys and the Eagles. So their defense is going to be on the field a lot. And again, as you mentioned, seven tackles a game for safety is uh, phenomenal. So, yep. So can't go wrong. 24 year old, I, you know, he's definitely going to be a cornerstone of their defense. May he lose some snaps? I think he's only going to lose snaps if injury comes up because. He's, he's a 90-plus percent snap guy, so someone who's not really coming off the field. For sure, for sure. Uh, who do you have at – I believe we're on number seven now? Uh, number five now. So Wow, sorry. Uh, My math is six. off. We're, we're flying through this. So, number five, I got John Johnson the third going with the Rams player now. Had he not gotten hurt last year, we could have seen, you know – back-to-back years of what he did, but going over 100 combined tackles the year before that, the Rams' offense just isn't going to be super potent as, as it was, and so that means a guy like him who's pretty much on the field all the time is just going to have more opportunities for more tackles, more plays, and um, I, I think he's a good cornerstone just to build around. 
For sure. Again, talking about John Johnson, uh, we've, we've mentioned plenty of videos. The Rams defense, the Rams team as a whole, has uh, definitely declined over the past couple of years. Again, they're not that same team that they were from the Super Bowl. And what that basically means is the offense has declined, defense is going to be on the field more. Uh, and this is a defense, again, that is losing, as you mentioned. You mentioned the linebacker video. Corey Littleton is a tackling machine. Yep. They lose that from that defense. There's going to be plenty of uh, – I know we use vacated production on offense, but, heck, you can apply it on defense. Definitely. Where are those tackles going to go? Who's going to accumulate those tackles? And, again, John Johnson, as you mentioned, 100-plus uh, combined tackles. If he's able to even fill in some of that role uh, that Corey Littleton is going to leave, I mean, wh- who are we really relying on right now other than him to get those tackles? It's a uh, slim picking. So, uh, yeah, John Johnson's in for a big year. I think he's going to be the leading tackler on the Rams this year. I just don't think their linebacker play is going to be what it's been the last few years. For sure. It really hurts losing a guy like Little, as you mentioned uh, in the previous video. All right. So getting into the top four, these are the big money picks. So number four for me, Derwin James. Had he not been injured, you know, I mean, he might be number one right now. His season two years ago as a rookie – you just never see stuff like that. Like, phenomenal playmaker. He is special. Sorry. It's uh, 2, 2.20 a.m. where uh, I am right now. That's my bad. Uh, anyways, side note. Uh, talking about Derwin James as a talent. I mean, you don't see a six foot three, 235 pound absolute roamer on the back end. That just simply does everything on your defense. Like Derwin James, like as a talent, is one of, one of the best players in the league. Period. So uh, again, as you mentioned, the injury does concern uh, both you, both me, uh, and in terms of overall uh, impacting his impact, uh, impacting his value. Because again, if he wasn't coming off of that injury where he basically missed the whole season, uh, he could have his own cases, maybe even number one. I think he would. I think the only reason I have him at number four is because of his injury history. If he played 16 games, you know, the first two years of his career, I think he would be number one. Definitely. Uh, Yeah. That guy's just unbelievable talent. So uh, we'll we'll step away from there. But uh, who do you got at number three? Here's uh, the one I'm probably going to get the most shit coming at me from, but I got Jamal Adams there. And Mainly, it's because of just a little bit up in the air. We don't really know what's going to happen yet. He's probably not going to be with the Jets. We don't know where he's going to land. So because of that, as of right now, just because of that question mark, that's why I have him at number three. Maybe uh, in the next coming weeks, he joins your number six linebacker and uh, plays on the same defense. I keep hearing rumors about that. It, uh, it, it may happen. Who knows? I, who knows how good of a fit it would be. But um, that, that's definitely oh. rumor mill. Uh, that's definitely interesting. Like, as a Cowboys fan, I will say from a schematic fit, he'll probably uh, take the majority of, uh, uh, again, he's going to play in the box. He's going to probably take the majority of the Xavier Woods role, where uh, we, we basically moved Xavier Woods to strong this year because we got Ha, Clint Dix playing on the back end. Uh, Jamal Adams, there's going to be plenty of work going, especially, again, if we get dinged up at the linebacker position like last year. There's going to be plenty of work to do. Uh, because Xavier Woods was a productive player last year. And Jamal Adams, like, I love Xavier Woods, but, man, he's no fucking Jamal Adams. So, oh, I mean, Jamal Adams, in my opinion, is the best safety in the league. Just what he does as an overall package, as a talent, like, it's just insane. 
again, but again, as you mentioned, there's so many question marks in terms of where is he going to play? Uh, what's the contract going to do? And ultimately, again, we mentioned it for running backs, for example, in fantasy. We don't know what's going to happen at the end of the rookie contract for a lot of guys, so it just adds an extra variable. Same thing with Jamal Adams. What's going to happen after his contract runs out? Who's going to pay him if he ends up in a defense that ultimately isn't going to have a lot of opportunity for him to make big plays? Uh, how's that going to affect his value? How's that going to affect his production? So uh, due to the question marks, I can definitely see the uh, number three ranking. Uh, as a talent, I'd have him at one, but again, this is dynasty. you gotta fig- you got to figure in all factors, just like Durbin James and his injuries. So uh, and NFL rankings for sure. I, I- I have him as number one safety. So, yeah, he's number three in fantasy, not in the NFL. For sure. Uh, interesting. Uh, I think I know who the top two are. Uh, I know I, I definitely know who the top two are. But uh, I want to see how it shakes out. Who's your one? Who's your two? I, even though I already know who's who. But tell the audience, Alex, who's your number two DB in Dynasty Fantasy Football? Brandon Collins, that's who my number two is, 20, 26 years old and just tackling machine, just cornerstone of that defense. The offense is still garbage, so he is just going to have nothing but time on the field to be productive, get tackles, get a couple interceptions. I mean, he's he's the man. He is the epitome of box safety, in my opinion. And uh, again, from a fantasy perspective, that's what you love. Again, from a, from a real-life perspective, maybe he's not the most valuable asset, but you don't need that in fantasy. You need guys who are going to be in or around the line of scrimmage, uh, the majority of their plays, which Landon Collins is going to be, especially with uh, the fact is, what are they really going to be lo- relying on at the linebacking court? Is it going to be Ruben Foster? We haven't seen him play in the NFL. So Landon Collins is going to be the li- the leading tackler on that defense. I mean, I think that's almost shooing. So uh Getting him, he's still young. He's going to be on a bad team overall. He's going to be on the field a ton. Uh, you mentioned he's going to have a ton of opportunity to rock up those stats. So uh, that's what we, definitely what we like to see. So I think that I'm the highest on him at number two, but I feel like so many people are downgrading him just because he's 26 years old and a lot of the top safeties are like 23, 24. I mean, we're talking two years of experience. It's not like he's going anywhere for the next four or five years. Like He's going to be a stud for at least that long. For sure, for sure. Now, enough with Lanny Collins. And here we go. My boy Buddha. Don't worry, we'll have the song in there so you can hear it. You can't hear it right now, but you'll hear it on the video on Sunday. Drop. For sure, for sure. Now, uh, let's get into Buddha Baker. What are your uh, biggest likes? of uh, a Buda Baker? I mean, just last season, if we want to talk about it, 104 solos, 147 combined tackles in one season. I mean, just a ball hawk, always around the ball, always around. It doesn't matter who has the ball. He, he'll be in the backfield. He'll be, you know, following a wide receiver all the way downfield. I mean, just has a nose for the ball. And I think it was two years ago when they had three stud safeties, and I can't think of the other one for the life of me but it was him and it Matthews. was Jay Boston and who was the other one Kevin Matthews oh yeah yeah it was Honey Badger when he was there yeah and um you know the cream still rose to the top and he was still the best out of those three stats wise I mean and all of them were getting like a hundred percent of the of the snaps because I, I forget who they put in the linebacker spot a lot I think it might have been Trey Boston 
but all three of those guys oh. were literally 100% snap guys, and Buda Baker was the one who was getting more stats than anybody else, at least tackle I also remember uh, that was the days of the Dayon Buchanan money backer. Yeah. I still remember that. They drafted Dayon Buchanan. They're like, yeah, he's going to be our linebacker. They literally played him in so many money backer packages that year. It was insane. But uh, yeah, that's a little tidbit. That's kind of something to remember. But talking about Buda Baker, again, you mentioned natural playmaker. So versatile. I mean, he can play inside. He can cover your slot. He can, uh, he can make those short tackles on those inside routes. But at the same time, again, he has the versatility to be able to play in the box, make plays in or around the line of scrimmage, behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, again, he's just a chess piece on defense. And uh, you mentioned that stat line is nothing to scoff at. I mean, almost 150 combined tackles, 104 solo, like you mentioned. Like, that's insane. So, uh, especially as a safety. Like, you see those numbers usually as a linebacker. But as a safety, like, that's, that's special. And so, if you're uh, throwing up 104 solos as a linebacker, you're probably like top three, top four, you know, in the league. Like him throwing up 104 solos as a DB, I mean, now we're talking Christian McCaffrey, you know, compared to the second best guy. You know, just such a huge, like, jump in my mind. For sure. I mean, like, that's what? Literally over seven tackles per game? Yeah. Like, that's insane. So, uh, yeah, uh, we would – Briefly went through the top 10. Again, you mentioned Buda Baker, reigning supreme, number one. Uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, we could only name 10 guys, but I'm sure there are plenty of other guys that you were considering uh, who ultimately didn't end up making the list. So uh, who are your biggest honorable mentions? Yeah, so next guy I'm talking about here, Keanu Neal. He, if he had not been injured, you know, the last two seasons, I just feel like he would, he would be like a top five guy. I mean, he just showed so much in his first season and then just getting injured, you know. Um, that's why he even dropped to 12 for me. Definitely makes sense. Again, uh, Keanu Neal, uh, he was definitely a pillar of that defense. Uh, him and Deion Jones have been studs on that Atlanta D. Obviously, uh, they've been hurt, banged up over the past couple of years. But uh, definitely interesting to see how they bounce back. But, yeah, uh, as you mentioned, the injury woes ultimately kick him out of the top 10. Uh, again, I don't, I don't know much IDP rankings, but I just know from a real life perspective, uh, when he is on the field, he's a dynamic playmaker, but your best skill set from a, a dynasty perspective is availability. And quite simply, he just hasn't been there. So, uh, yeah. definitely, definitely knocks him out of the top 10. Yep. And 24 years old too. So, I mean, it, it seems like he's been in the league forever, but it seems like if you miss like a season, you know, seems like you missed like five seasons or something. Cause you haven't, we haven't seen you on the field forever. For sure, for sure. All right. Well, next guy, Justin Simmons, 26 years old. I mean, you really can't go wrong with him and being on that defense. And, you know, we'll be close to the leading tackler of their team, if not the leading tackler. Yeah, I wanted to mention uh, Justin Simmons. He's one of my favorite uh, defensive backs in real life football. But again, uh, the thing with him that he's ultimately uh, a typical uh, single high. He's a free safety. Yeah. Whereas in uh, IDP, you're kind of looking for the uh, box guys, the strong safeties, the ones that are going to be in the box, making the plays, getting all the tackles, absorbing all that heat. Uh, and that's just not his role. I mean, again, IDP, you're looking for those guys, whereas real NFL, uh, the single high guys, free safeties are a little more valuable. And IDP, the strongs are plenty more valuable. So uh, it definitely makes sense. And, I mean, he still had over 93 combined tackles the last two seasons. So, you know, it, it's not like he's not doing anything. He's just not one of the sexy picks, you know. He's just a kind of get-or-done guy. But 
you know, model of consistency for sure. For sure, for sure. Uh, def- again, definitely one of my uh, favorite real-life uh, players on the back end, for sure. Okay, got three more guys who deserve some honorable mention. Justin Reed definitely needs to be owned, 23 years old. Going to be racking up tackles, going to be getting a couple interceptions here or there, but can't go wrong with him. Yeah, definitely a, a great player. Uh, uh, we've, we've definitely seen his brother have success in the past. I'm not even going to mention him, Eric Reed. But uh, Justin Reed has definitely made a name for himself and ultimately has had a better start to the career than his brother did. I don't even know why he brought up his brother, but it's just a little well, back. We, we could bring him up because he's still a free agent in real life, and he's 29 years old, and he was literally the second. I mean, for fantasy, he was the second highest scoring DB last year. I mean, one of the leading tacklers in the league. So it's a, it's, it's a crime that he's a free agent right now in real life. It's definitely interesting to know that dynamic that like you, again, you don't have to be fantastic at football to be really good in fantasy again, especially as IDP. Cause as you mentioned, uh, Eric Reed is a better stat producer than he is real life. Like in terms of value, simply because like he offers, you know, versatility on the back end, but man, he can, he can fucking make tackles. Like he can, he just roam sideline to sideline get plays in or around the line of scrimmage. And ultimately he's the epitome again of a box safety. So, uh, yeah, uh, just kind of shows you that although uh, a guy like Minka you mentioned, uh, Justin Simmons, are fantastic, like absolutely fantastic safeties in real life, the value in IDP is ultimately rocking up the stat sheet. And uh, sometimes just being a great player isn't going to necessarily do that. It's going to be more so opportunity. It's going to be more so role on the defense. Yep. And um, the next guy that I'm going to talk about is a prime example of that, Minka Fitzpatrick. I mean, if we just talk about like casual fans, they probably think that Minka Fitzpatrick was the best IDP, you know, DB last year just because of his highlight plays and, you know, getting a huge interception and bringing it to the house. I mean, that's one play. It's one play that everybody's probably going to see on SportsCenter though, too. So, I mean, those huge, huge plays – they people really remember them, but you know, it's the tackles and it's the consistency that makes a really good fantasy player. So the guys like, like Steven Gilmore, um, he's a perfect example because he's, you know, a shutdown corner, probably one of the best corners in the league. But if you draft him in an IDP league, you're going to get laughed at because he gets no stats. For sure. I mean, especially uh, another guy, uh, dear to my heart, obviously not on my beloved Cowboys anymore, but uh, Byron Jones is the big example for me as well. Yeah, new Miami Dolphin, actually. Uh, and the simple fact is Byron Jones throughout his career with the Cowboys, easily one of the top six or seven at the very minimum corners in the NFL. But he just simply didn't get thrown at, like, at all. Like, I don't remember when's the last time that guy got an interception. Like, plain and simple. So, uh, again, when you're when you're looking at it, real-life football doesn't necessarily a pit uh, – predict fantasy success in an IDP standpoint. So uh, yeah, you mentioned those shutdown corners. If they're not getting targeted, they're not getting stats. So, uh, and here's what we got to remember too: just equate it to offense. I mean, you want people who give you the best opportunity at getting the ball or just getting stats in general. So a shutdown corner, they're only getting thrown out maybe two, three, four times a game. That's literally four times. And you know, they're probably not running the ball at that person a lot of times too. So you're talking about just having a couple opportunities to make a play. That, that's not what you want. That's not something you want to build around. 
For sure, for sure. Uh, do you have any other uh, honorable mentions that you want to say after uh, Minka? Because again, as you mentioned, Sports Center, darling, but uh, the tackle simply won't equate to uh, fantasy success. Kevin Byard. That's the that's the last one that I'm gone with. Just been super consistent. Uh, I mean, his interceptions kind of fell the last couple years, but you know that one year he had seven or eight. I mean, he he has a nose for the ball. It's just when when people know that you're a ball hawk like that, you don't get thrown at as much. But Tennessee, th- their team is just completely turned around, and they're just going to be playing in a lot more games that people are going to be throwing on them. That's for sure. For sure. Again, as you mentioned, uh, from a defensive perspective, an IDP perspective, if the team's not running the ball on you, you have much less of a chance to uh, accumulate those tackles. And again, as Alex has mentioned time and time again, the most valuable stat that you can accumulate in IDP is those tackles because, I mean, they happen a dime a dozen. And you have, if you have those tackle-collecting players, they're ultimately going to be able to carry your IDP defense. 100%. That's what you have to build around. Every stat is good and every stat gets points, but there's no more stats than tackles. Tackle is the number one stat in IDP. So if you're going to chase anything, chase the tackles because that's what's consistent. Don't chase the big TDs. Don't chase the interception numbers because those are fluky. They don't happen all the time. And you don't want to bank on someone that's not consistent. You, you want to bank on someone that's getting five, six, seven tackles every single game. Even if they don't get an interception, you would rather have a solid base with your IDP. For sure. Again, Kevin Byard, great, great real-life safety, but not an IDP stat accumulator. So remember that when you're entering your drafts, as Alex has said multiple times. But Make sure you subscribe to the playlist defense wins championships because we're going to make sure that we're keeping you covered on dynasty. We're keeping you covered on redraft and everything in between gotten to a couple um, dynasties recently that have IDP. So I'm going to be sharing like some real life, um, some real life drafts that happen just so you can kind of see some trends that are going on out there. Really just want everyone to be ahead of the trends with all this. Like make sure you're not, you know, behind the eight ball. Let's knock that shit into the hole. For sure, for sure. Yeah, stay tuned because uh, my man Alex here is going to make sure y'all are ready for those dynasty and redraft uh, drafts, especially, uh, you know, when to target each position. We'll probably get into that. but Yep, so hashtag fuck team defense and defense wins championships. <laughs>